Father, as we just humble ourselves, Lord, open the ears in our heart. Open our heart to receive your love that you have through us, not only through the music, but through the word. Open our hearts that we, through the message we proclaim today, that we will walk out of here different than we walked in. candle a symbol of the prince of peace may the visitation of your holy spirit oh god make us ready for the coming of jesus our hope and joy oh come oh come emmanuel uh, another thing real quick just put a reminder out there we do have at the front and the back uh, children's uh, worship bulletins they have word search in them word search puzzle coloring uh, uh, decoder puzzle and then crosswords. I like the word search and the decodering. Uh, sometimes you'll see in my office where they've been filled out during the week. Uh, but so this is either for the children or those adults that got ADHD and need to do something while they're focusing on something else. So, uh, so I'm not going to be offended if you do one. So, uh, but on that there, real quick, our story comes out of the book of Isaiah, chapter 7. Uh, starting at verse 10, and we're going to run down to verse 15 there. Uh, Isaiah chapter 7, verses 10 through 16 there. Uh, one of the things, it seems like we're trying to get the translations and everything right, but I've asked uh, the visual people to do, Shayla and then Benny for the other service. I want us to get in custom to bring in our Bibles to church. I want to get us, I'm the old school guy where I need the paper, Word of God. And so what we'll be doing in the future, unless there's something complex or something I really need to show out, it'll be just this on there. So don't think that they've done anything. I have asked them to do that so we can get in custom to reading our Bibles, uh, and back into reading our Bibles, where, I mean, 
for those who maybe not read them. So let's go with our story and we'll move on. Isaiah chapter 7, starting at verse 10. Moreover, the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, asking, Ask a sign for yourself from the Lord your God. Ask it either in the depth or in the height above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. Then he said, Hear now, O house of David, it is a small thing for you to weary men. But will you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and, you, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Curds and honey he shall eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. For behold, the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good. The land that you dread will be forsaken by both, both her kings. This is the word of God for the people of God. This is really, that was a poor pray to be to God. Just, just so you know that, that was a low, like a three on the standards, about a ten. So just so you know, for next, next week, uh, we're going to pick that up a little. Uh, this is really a complicated story. Uh, really good Bible study. Uh, really good. This is actually a really good Hebrew Bible study, too, if you want to get into Hebrew language. But we're going to, for time's sake, uh, we're going to shorten it up. Ahaz is the king. Ahaz is, he's the king of the southern kingdom of Judah, where Jerusalem is. And the northern side is kind of going along. Uh, they're, they're kind of being pressured from all sides. They're being pressured from all sides. And Assyria, which is Syria today, it's the same place, just cut out the, the first part of that, but Assyria, which is Syria today, is kind of the, the evil empire that's kind of ruling over everybody and taking land and, and, and fighting people. And so King Ahaz is trying to save his people. And so the whole story here is Isaiah comes to him and says, don't align yourself with this. Don't align yourself with that evil empire. Uh, but Ahaz, Ahaz has already made up his mind. And God comes and says to Ahaz, when we believe through the prophet Isaiah, what sign do you need to know? What sign do you need to know? And when he asks, when he says, ask from the, the depths of the earth, Shoal, which would be Hades, or up to the highest of heavens, what God is telling him is, regarding whatever you want to know, I will tell you. There is no limits to the answer, or no limits to the question that you can ask. No limits. Whatever it is, there's no limits to that question. And, and what does Ahaz say? Nah, Lord God, I'm not going to do that. And he, said, and he tried to use an old Deuteronomy term, I'm not going to test the Lord my God. Really, what's the problem is, is he's already made up his mind. Ahaz has already made up his mind on what he's going to do, regardless of what God has said. Regardless of what God gives him, Ahaz is going to say, well, the easiest way out of this mess is align myself with this evil empire. And what's happened is they would come in, uh, the evil empire would come in, the Romans did the same thing, and they were going, hey, hey, if you give up freely, we'll just kind of let you be. We might take a few people with us, but, but we won't wipe you out, we won't slaughter you. 
And, and so that's what Ahaz has decided to do. And God says, no, don't do that. Because I'm the God that can wipe out all armies. But Ahaz is kind of like, eh, you know, are you really? Are you really? And so how many times in our life, before we come to God in prayer, do we already got our mind made up on the things that we're going to do? How many times? How many times is it, God, this is Larry's prayer, by the way. It may not be yours, but this is Larry's prayer. If you would allow me to win the lottery or change this, if you could change Tammy, or if you could change my kids, if you could change my bank, Lord, if you could do this, more my life would be good. How many people have that prayer? You don't have to raise your hand, but that's true as I've done that enough times. Is instead of coming to God, God, what should I do? What, is, what are you teaching me here? Where are you leading me? Uh, many times we come with the solution to God and say, God, fix it. And this is how I need you to fix it. Anybody else with me on that one? I mean, I, I do this all the time. I'm still this kind of guy. Uh, and I'll go that. But what the Bible tells us, come to God that is waiting to give us the answer liberally. And then James. James is one of my favorite books. They're all my favorite books, by the way. Uh, but James is one of my favorite books. In chapter 1, verse 2, it says, My brethren, count it with all joys when you fall into various trials. The last time you were in a trial was a great joy. But the Bible tells us that kind of great joy. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, some of you need patience. Trust me on this. Long so do I. But let the patience have its perfect works, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. The Bible says, the Word of God says, when you are in a decision-making process, stop and ask God. The answer may not come today, it may not come tomorrow, but the answer will come. And the answer may not come, sometimes we're looking for God to speak to us. And I, I think God speaks to us, at least I hear some voice in my head, but we won't go down that road right now. Uh, but so God speaks, but God speaks to us through the Word. Why it's important to be in the Bible. Why it's important to be in the Word. He speaks to us through His music. He speaks to us through godly friends and family. Let me caution one thing there is not all wisdom from people is from God. Test everything with the Word of God. Why is it so important to know the Word of God? Because God speaks to us mainly through His Word. And we need to know. We need to know what His Word says. And we need to know. Believe it or not, believe it or not, I know this is a shocker. So just don't, don't suck in your breath, don't fall over. Sometimes the preacher's wrong. Just let me just cut to the chase. Sometimes the preacher, and I will say this, you see this more on TV evangelism than you do in a small church like this, is they got an agenda and they use the word of God to press their agenda. 
instead of the word of God changing the agenda. Uh, sometimes that just happens. And in the best of preachers, sometimes it just happens. Sometimes we make mistakes. Do you know how you fix that mistake? Is that you need to know the word of God and what it says. You need to know it too. And, and so that's why you always see me big on it. And I'll probably put it in, in one of these weeks uh, newsletters. Y'all need to write read the newsletter. It's the reading plan for next year. Uh, read your Bible through all, all going along there. So here we go. The first, the first point here is that we need to make sure we're asking God. We'll go along there. And, and so God says, well, besides, regardless of what you're going to do, Ahaz, let me show you the sign. The other thing that's important to know, Middle East thinking, even today, Middle East thinking, uh, not only the Jews but the Muslims and the whole Middle East thinking is what's happened in the past will happen in the future. If you really want to see this played out, start reading Jonathan Kahn books. Uh, start reading some of his books because he brings in, uh, he brings in the harbinger. What's happened in the past was he can bring it to the future of 9-11 is the harbinger. He just wrote another book, and I feel the top of me, I can't think of its name off the top of my head, but he brings up Jezebel and Ahab, and he can stick it with the, another president we had. We won't go with that what president it was. Just read the book. Uh, and so what's happened in the past will happen in the future. What happened in the past with Ahab is a prophecy for the future. When the chips are down, when there's trouble in the world, when, when it seems like there is no hope, how they were at the turn of the century, at the beginning of the zero, you know, at the, at the very first century there, at the right time, God sent his Savior, born of the virgin. At the very right moment. How was that important to us today? How was that important to us today? At the very right moment, Christ is coming back. He has not left us orphaned. He has not left us alone. One of the differences between the Old Testament times and the New Testament times is that we're in, living in the Joel chapter 2 prophecy. Upon all my men and women, all who believe, all who are baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, I pour out my Spirit upon you. And so now when you ask, my Spirit will teach you. My spirit will come to you. My spirit will teach you. My spirit will raise you up. And so my question is, in this time, uh, it just seems like Christmas to me, and being where I'm sitting at Christmas, I'm seeing families in the community where they don't have enough money to buy nice presents for their kids. And we all want to do nice things for our kids. I just see the tension, the tension of the church. We want to make the church just be uh, perfect and beautiful. And, and all that's great. But we sit there a lot of times. A lot of times this is the season of frustration along with Christmas. And so my question is, is where does your help come from? When you are frustrated, where does your help come from? Do you realize that God sent his son to be, to be the help of the world, born of the virgin, to die on the cross for your sin and my sin? It's not the rain that cleanses us anymore. It's the blood of Jesus that cleanses us and makes us white as snow. Psalms chapter, uh, what you, Psalm, chapter, Psalms 121, verse 1. I will lift my eyes to the hills. From where, whence my help comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Where does your help come from? Does it come from God? Does it come from this baby that was born of hope to bring hope and peace into the world? 
Are you still looking at the world for help? So my thing is, let's not be like Ahaz. Let's not be like Ahaz here that already has the plan figured out. Solomon tells us that your plans are futile if you're not invested into the Lord. You know, I got a vision of the future, and I, I, I submitted it at a PPR meeting, and, and it'll be a part of it, it'll be in the newsletter coming up, it'll be submitted to the administrative board and printed out. Once we kind of refine it, print it out. It's my vision of the future. I've done a lot of praying over it. But you know what? That's just my vision. And I prayed over it, and I believe this is where God's leading us to. But you know what? If we don't put God into our vision of the future, our vision is just futile. So what does God, as we end up this year, what does God have in planned for you and this church? The struggles ahead, it just seems like life is full of struggles. Do we find joy in the various trials? Do we find joy? Do we find the answers to our problems in the Word of God? And that's where we got to go. And so with that, so where does your help come from? Is it from God in heaven or the world around us? Let us pray. Be time for the music people to get back. Let us pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, why, when, you just read, when you read all of Isaiah, the whole section of Isaiah about Ahaz, Lord, Lord, I can just find myself in there. I can see myself as being the king. What is the least amount of pain that I need to do? What is, what is it I need to do, Lord, that, that just seems to, to glorify me? And Lord, in that struggle that I, Ahaz has, you give him. The hope in the sign is not from man. The hope in the sign comes from only you, Lord. For you delivered unto us a child was born. Born of the virgin. That would live a sinless life. That would give us hope for a future. Hope to eternal salvation. And for that, Lord, we are truly thankful. Please stand and join us in our closing song.
be safe. It is supposed to be, the storm is supposed to get worse today, so it might be just a good day to stay home and praise the Lord. Dear Lord, our Heavenly Father, Lord, I just feel like for Moses, Lord, that we've been on the mountain. We've been in your presence. We've sung and heard the joy of your word. Let that spirit just sink deep into us, that we shine, that people notice something different about us. And, and out of the hope and in the joy that we have in our lives, they too will ask, well, why? In this busy season, why are you so happy and why are you so joyful? And Lord, we can tell them about your love, the love that you have for all of humanity. Lord, let us go forth in peace. Let us go forth in hope. Let us go forth in love. And that all we do glorifies you. And Lord, we ask you this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And with great excitement, the whole church said, Amen. Amen. All right. That was better than this.